It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Triple B Wrestling Review of All in 2023. I'm your host, the living embodiment of Charlie Brown, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing better now that we're here. We got this thing actually rolling. You know what I'm saying? It uh, It's a long train running, as some people may say. But it's officially here. It's on the tracks. I don't know how long it's going to go down the tracks, but we'll make the thing happen. So, yes, Howard, how are you doing? I, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. We've uh, we've missed a couple of these shows, uh, you know, at life, you know, but man, chaos is my life, Kidder. Uh, I, I kid you not, like I had probably one of the most stressful times trying to get dinner on the table for my kids tonight. Like as soon as I stepped in the kitchen, it was like one tantrum after another. Finally get dinner done, get everybody fed. Everybody's starting to relax. Junior has an accident. You know, we're still working on potty training. So I clean up the floor. I'm like, okay, you head to the bathroom. I'm going to go get your pajamas because it's close enough to bedtime. We'll just we'll jump in pajamas. I run upstairs to get his pajamas. I no more than close his drawer and about to head downstairs. I hear this loud crash and then crying. And I go running all the way down. Poor guy step, was stepping up onto the stool that we have from the bathroom. The stool slipped out from under him. The guy took a face right to the toilet blood everywhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's so, okay so you started he's... aews all in early blood everywhere wow wow this is this is if you're doing aew all in 2024 then yep <laughs> we started early we started with a hardcore match hey backstage bathroom brawl if you will so hmm. yeah it's uh it's been a day, Kidder, and uh, yeah. I'm glad we get to sit down and uh, chat about this show. Well, me too. And Lazy Goalie has joined the chat. Nice. On on Twitch. We are live on Twitch. We are live on YouTube. You can join us on either of those, and uh, thanks for joining us wherever and whenever you might be. Because yeah. we don't really know where we are either. So, mm-hmm. all in 2023 AEW, you see it here on the graphic. It uh, was nice for me anyway, because it was earlier in the day. I was actually awake. Things didn't really get in the way either of being able to watch it. And so, hey, there was that, you know what I'm saying? So, it was, was kind of nice in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, and we get to start this show earlier because uh, it's only like 9.41 and normally we'd have like another two hours before we get to start this show. So, yeah. uh, which is good 
because I got to get up in the morning. One, normally we have like another two. So, but uh, Kidder, it wouldn't be a triple B anything if we didn't start. I get up in the morning. One, normally we have like another. The one that even yes makes it onto the show. It is everybody's favorite. What's on tap, Kidder? What you having tonight? Oh well, let's see. What should I have? Well, a plethora, <clears throat> plethora of beverages stored up over here. Since we're going over to Europe, I might as well have a Finnish long drink. Let's go with that, shall we? Good choice. Good choice. Got a couple I... of those, so we'll have that. For those of you who have not seen or heard of this, it's the Finnish long drink. The uh, somewhat traditional citrus drink gin with natural grapefruit and juniper berry flavors and then some carbonation made for the 1952 summer games in finland more info on a few episodes back of the uh, actual show beer blues nbs you, you know kidder you've really taken to drinking that you know when i when i first had it on the show you were like skeptical I bought like a 12 pack or six pack or whatever it was. So I got to drink them. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's because that's true. Because it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, still good choice. It is Howard's official drink of the summer. So mm-hmm. good choice. Good choice. Thanks. I kid uh, am uh, going to be going down the path that I usually do when we do these all in or well, basically any AEW review. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, my life is so busy, I don't get to keep up with wrestling as much as Kidder does. I especially don't get to keep up with AEW. So all of my guesses tonight, because we, we play a little prediction game. Uh, it, Kidder and I have been doing this now for years. We try to predict the winners of the match. We see who gets the better score at the end of it, and they they get bragging rights. You know, the defunct pay-per-view that we now pass back and forth because... Why not? Uh, But anyway, Kidder, since it's an AEW show and I know absolutely very little about anything going on with AEW, the storylines, or where they're going with anything, it's time for everybody's favorite drink for Howard to have on these. That's right. I got some butterscotch schnapps and a shot glass, and for every wrong prediction, I'm drinking. So, oh boy, Um, that's what we're doing tonight, so... And if I run out of this, I have a backup. So. I seemingly have lost Kidder's audio. Right. I had to mute myself to make sure that our audio was working. Uh, I said, uh, what? Is it backup? Is, is it ice hole? Uh, no, no, I was out of ice hole, which is why I'm rocking the uh, Dr. Oh. McGillicuddy's ah. uh, butterscotch snobs it's really gone they, downhill great well well <laughs> i picked this up when i was in uh in dickinson and they didn't have ice holes so this was the closest i could get hmm. to that uh no uh if we get to that if i for some reason manage to drink all of that uh i still have some uh western sun prickly pear vodka down here um oh yeah okay so so we got uh, but with that said, Kidder, I've kind of explained the prediction game and uh, all of that. So, AEW pay per views tend to be long. I think we need to jump into this show yeah. and uh, get the reviewing going. Sure, sure. 
Uh, basically, I wanted to share, because Rude Boy is in the chat on the Twitch side. It's showing up on the side of the screen over here. So those of you watching this, uh, I guess on either feed, you can you can actually see it. And uh, support the show, too, while we're doing this. Uh, BeerBluesBS.com. And you can also go to Streamlabs.com slash BeerBluesBS and donate to the show or visit our merch store there. We would certainly appreciate it. Uh, so Rude Boy's having a Jim Beam and Coke. That's what's on tap for him tonight. And... Also, uh, he's saying I'm a gin man's now. I just said, just to finish the gin, because it's a finished drink. That's that was a, a long road you took to explain that. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, I'm just going to type a message here. You know. There it is. Help support the show. Thanks. So, it is AEW All In. It's live from London, England. Wembley Stadium. They were expecting about 80,000 people to be in attendance. The official attendance on this uh, actual pay-per-view recorded as 81,035 people. Very happy that they could squeeze all those people in there. First match opening up the show as part of our 11-match coverage tonight. It's Aussie Open featuring Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher versus MJF and Adam Cole. Better than you, baby. I picked MJF and uh, Adam Cole, better than you, baby, to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Your call. Uh, I'm going to go with the same. Uh, the one little thing that I have picked up on AEW in the past few weeks is that the MJF Adam Cole tag team has been pretty popular. So, I know they didn't win the actual AEW tag team titles, so maybe this is the consolation prize and a way to keep that tag team going. Mm -hmm. So, okay. that's my guess. Okay, I gotcha. Well, I have to say that uh, it, uh, it was a good one. Uh, 7 minutes, 45 seconds. Lots of back and forth, lots of crowd interaction because uh, what uh, they've been doing is getting the crowd behind them and kind of helping them choose what to do. Uh, they had a promo earlier. Uh, it was actually not this past week, but the week before where Adam Cole and MJF went to Outback Steakhouse, of course, the greatest steakhouse on the planet. <clears throat> and uh, they were learning about Aussie Open, you know, because that's the best way to learn about an Australian group is by going to an Outback uh, Steakhouse, right? Seems like a, well, legit method of research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, in real life, 
uh, Outback wanted to sponsor MJF and give him uh, free blooming onions for a year or something like that. That's a lot of blooming onions. Yeah. That's a lot. A lot of blooming onion. Uh, anyway, like I was saying, a lot of back and forth. Uh, at one point, MJF did the kangaroo kick and took out both of them. Uh, the big thing with Adam Cole and MJF was the double clothesline. And, of course, yes, they got the double clothesline. So, the crowd went nuts. Uh, they were, you know, really strong on uh, emphasizing their friendship during the match. So, that was kind of nice. In addition to that, uh, the crowd got really fired up, really behind them. Uh, and huge result, uh, you know, seven minutes, 45 seconds, a pretty quick match. So, the nice thing with this, it was over very quickly. The winners and new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Better Than You, baby. All right. A point for each of us as we start off the night. Mm -hmm. No drinking for Howard yet. Yeah. So, aside from that, I did want to mention... The graphics look very good. Lots of pyro. Always happy to see the pyro. You know, I'm very, very excited when I get to see a bunch of pyro. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Aside from that, the graphics look very nice. Uh, like the lower thirds and the transitions and, and the uh, match setups with the talent in them. Those were very nice. Uh, Rude Boy Kyle joined in with the three extra pyros to top off the the pyro. But the question is, was there pyro? There was extra pyro. Wow, I like it. Uh, you know, if if you're if you're wowed by that, I have some breaking news for you. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> What what he got? The uh, skywalk at UND was torn down. <laughs> no, I know you're you're not gonna believe this, but uh, yeah, on top of that, McVeigh was torn down, is rebuilt, it's open. West was torn down, is going to reopen, and uh, the whole campus is just different now. I mean, you keep hitting me with this bad news. I'm going to have to start drinking. You know, that that's that's about all I can take, man. Stop. Oh, well, get this. The, the whole Walsh complex is torn down, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking about and you're joining us, uh, thank you, number one, for uh, wasting some time with us. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, number two, you'll see more of that on our regular show, Beer Blues and BS. Please subscribe. Please like. We'd appreciate uh, that and more. So, 
Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's see. What else do you want to talk about of that match? Any, I, any I mean, thoughts? I, I mean, it was a quick opener. I. It'll be interesting to see what this does for the main event later to come. Unless you surprise me and tell me that that wasn't the main event. Oh, um, well, I break it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that was I mean, the... yeah. that because that, I, I have heard that, you know, MJF has not done a lot with the title and therefore it's, it's you know, if there was something better, that could be the main event. But yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. The interesting thing with that is, yeah, he hasn't wrestled many championship matches. And even in the promo leading up to this, he says, what, you want me to wrestle twice in one night? I barely wrestle once a month. <laughs> so that apparently was, you know, a, a jab True. at himself. <laughs> like, like what? So, yeah, anyway. Lots more pyro. Rude Boy hopefully bringing bring more pyro, too. So, that's... Um, that was good. In case you're wondering what, uh, what else I'm doing, I'm trying to find my other information as to the other pieces of things that happened. Uh, I do want to mention, in the pre-show and several times during the show... There was somebody in attendance. Would you like to guess who was in attendance? And I will not just make you openly guess uh, wild, uh, wavy, whacking, inflatable, flailing, arm tube man at all. No, it, it was a female. Mm. Who do you believe, or uh, if you want to take the guess, who, who do you think was in attendance there? They showed several times throughout. My my guess, unfortunately, the name she's currently using is escaping me. But would it be Sasha Banks? Was was she there? Correct. Yeah. Mercedes Monet. There it is. Because you can't you know, just use money, because she likes money. It's Monet. I don't know where she was sitting in the arena, but it looks like she it looked at one point like she was up in the nosebleeds. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you didn't want to be recognized as being at the show. You know, good spot. Good spot in the in the nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. Well, I'll kid her while you're uh mm-hmm. while you're trying Excellent. to Excellent uh thoughts, yes. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, allow me to stall and uh, and mention, uh, you know, the other wrestling news that's been out this week that's been big, and that is the loss of both uh, Terry Funk and of uh, Bray Wyatt. You know, both of those stories. Uh, Terry Funk, not so much shocking the, the world. I mean, he was up there in age and such, but I, I think Bray Wyatt's passing came much more um, as a shock to everybody, uh, I have seen some of the clips from SmackDown uh, this week, and I actually thought they did a nice job paying tribute uh, to him. 
which which is you know wwe sometimes not the best at, at the tributes you know sometimes it's just like and here's a little card and that's it you know sometimes they'll at least do the 10 bell salute but this had him kind of worked in and kind of almost as a theme for the night was kind of honoring him so uh i thought it was really well done and i even saw who the producers were on it it was um rude was one of them bobby rude hmm. uh was one of them and then i the name's escaping me who the other one was but yeah did a lot uh to work if you with no type it in the comments yeah <laughs> it, it's it's been a long day and you know it's there been was blood and howard says such. it's been a week it, it it has been a week and will be a week next week too mm-hmm. so uh but yeah i mean shocking news on kind of the loss of both of those individuals and and i'm i'm really sad and disappointed i i know his return hasn't been wasn't the greatest um but i was i was i was at least intrigued i wanted to see i've always been intrigued by bray wyatt uh from the first time i kind of saw his his shtick you know i liked it i know it some people didn't like it right away, but I, I enjoyed it because it was different. It wasn't the same old, you know, I'm going to see you in the ring on Friday, brother, and I'm going to beat you down. You know, it wasn't that. It mm-hmm. was, you know, it was different and weird and odd and, you know, just the the whole kind of cult-like following that. And I, I liked The Fiend. I loved the Firefly Funhouse stuff. That was all fantastic, you know. The the matches are probably the weakest part, you know, and I think that they just didn't really know how to book that character always the best. But overall, uh, truly just a, like, I was, like, it intrigued me enough, like, I was excited. I wanted to find out what is the mystery behind Uncle Howdy and <laughs> all of that. Like, I mean, I guess I know it was Bo Dallas portraying him, but, like, there's... A story kind of behind all of this um and, and even in a lot of interviews you know bray would say that like everything that he said had meaning behind it there was no wasted line you know it was all hinting or meaning towards something and so that's you know a level of genius and there's some of that that has allowed the internet to sit and try and pick apart what he has said and try to pick out the meaning and all of it it's it's interesting so yeah, to not get the rest of the lore is kind of, you know, is, is, is a sad aspect of this, to my side. It'll be mysterious for the uh, end of time until somebody finds his notes or something. But uh, to go off of that, AEW also paid tribute to both of them uh, during the show. Um, in fact, on Collision, which took was recorded earlier, so I think it was recorded Thursday, or perhaps even Wednesday. Now Dynamite was live, so probably Thursday it was recorded. <clears throat> and CM Punk, and they had a couple other things of uh, remembering Terry Funk. So there was that, but then they also made audio mentions, and uh, FTR had... Terry's name and uh, also 
Bray's name. And they mentioned him as Bray Wyatt, interestingly enough. I, you know, I think that that was probably just because that's how most of the audience would know him, mm-hmm. you know. So that's even why I used that instead of his actual name as we were talking about him, just for the ease of everybody to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, shock to the wrestling world, especially because uh, Bray was. 36 and Terry Funk was a uh, think 79 so a couple people now gone and on top of it uh, Bob Barker passed away in 99 yesterday yeah uh, Arlene Sorkin passed away today and I know you're gonna go cool um, best known uh, at least in my world uh, Batman the animated series she was the first voice of Harley Quinn. And her performance is what helped bring that character into the mainstream of what it is now. So hmm. there you go. So fantastic. Yeah. Tough, tough week. A uh, lot of loss. A lot of loss. So but all right, kidder. We need to we need to try and lift everybody's spirits now. We've hit the sad notes. So, what was match number two this uh, this afternoon? Well, of course, <clears throat> what I should mention is uh, what uh, what do we got here? Made it so close to a dollar as he would get without going over. Yes, Bob Barker. May he rest in peace. <laughs> got the almost got the dollar. I think it would have been better if he it was a hundred because then he would have. Had the dollar, but yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, so we're still on the zero hour pre-show. And it was nice. They really only did the two matches on it. So we had the first match that we just talked about. And the second one is for the FTW championship for the FTW rules match. And the champion, Jack Perry, i.e. Jungle Boy, does not go by Jungle Boy anymore. Versus Hook, Taz's son. So I picked picked Hook because Jack Perry ended up saying that he was going to retire it this, well, yesterday on Collision. But uh, during the ceremony, Hook came in and destroyed Jack Perry. So then he was going to retire it during this show. Get rid of the FTW belt. Mm. Mm. That's a, a tough one. I, before you said that, I was I was totally going to go with Jack Perry because he hasn't had the title all that long, and so it'd be weird to move it on him. Uh, but I don't know that you want to get rid of this title. I know it's not like they're most prestigious in that. So I, I'm going to go with Hook. You, you convinced me, Kidder. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with Hook. <clears throat> well, it started out uh, that uh, limo rise. Jack Perry's in there, and it, it wasn't like a stretch limo. It was a British limo. 
And then basically they started the fight right away. Uh, Perry did a rolling senton off the roof of the car and then Hook suplexed Perry into the windshield of the car. Uh, basically, they mentioned that uh, he was making fun of RVD because Jack Perry fought RVD two weeks ago on uh, Dynamite. Beat RVD. RVD still wrestling. Uh, they ended up making it uh, down to the ring. They're suplexing each other. Uh, missed. Uh, Jack Perry missed the moonsault. Hush hit, Hook hit a trash can on Perry's head. Got the redroom choke and the one, two, three. No, it was a tap-up victory. Hook bringing the FTW title back home. I mean, it doesn't sound like a terrible match. It was it 14 sound like a- minutes long. Nope, sorry, eight minutes twenty seconds. I'm looking at the next match. Yeah, as I said, doesn't sound terrible, yeah. but doesn't really. I don't know. Doesn't sound like a barn burner, but mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, I'm I'm gonna be out in Medora with nothing to do tomorrow evening, so I might I might lo- watch the replay of Zero Hour and check out these two matches. Worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you've sold me at least on that much. <laughs> Usually, when we do this, I I always say, "Oh, I'll have to go check out that match." I never do, but uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean that, that that's part of the court, far for the course for me. So, um, man, I can't even get my words out, and I have yet to have a drink. I know it's like uh, if Rude Boy were to not have a drink, mm. that would be mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Well, now it's time for the actual show. Are you ready for the show? I, I, I mean, I thought this was the show. Noises. But something happened. We got something. Something happened. Ah. The missus just purchased 25 bucks of beer. Wow. Well, thanks. That's That's a lot of beer. That that is a lot of beer. I appreciate it. So now she has joined Rude Boy's name in scrolling. As now the only two people who have ever donated to our show. <laughs> Donates to the Triple B. Your name will live for eternity in slow scrolling motion. Yeah. Uh she also donated uh through our regular buy us a beer uh, at beerbluesbs.com. Oh. That one just doesn't make the bring sounds and then scroll in eternity. So No, but on the next episode, she'll get a whole cheers thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kudos. I wonder if she left us a message. I guess we'll find out. Well, we'll find out. I mean, mystery. In one to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Ruboy says that uh, they need a 30-minute replay show to make the Howards of the world enjoy wrestling while life happens. Yes, they do. I mean, I, I can't get down for like, here's this week in wrestling in 30 minutes. I mean, that, that would that would work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So more pyro. <laughs> Love it. 
<clears throat> then opened it up with Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for the AEW Real World Championship. I, of course, chose Smart. The best in the world. Tusk on twos junior. I mean CM Punk. Hmm. Now if I'm not mistaken, I believe CM Punk has never beat Samoa Joe, is the storyline I heard. Is that they had a match on I think it was the uh, what was it? No. Might have been the uh the premiere of Collision. Hmm. It, and it was you know labeled as the first match and I think that CM Punk beat Samoa Joe hmm. Hmm. I think that maybe was from like their before AEW time like if you're oh yes the the ring of honor time Samoa Joe had all of the victories over CM Punk I think yeah so if we had fact that. checkers on this, they'd be really working. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right, I not that I want to keep agreeing <laughs> with you, um, rude boy. Fact check for us while we're but, while we're doing this. <laughs> but but I I think the more I think it's more interesting to still have Punk claiming that he's got the real title. I. You know, because they're kind of they're kind of letting him be a bit on the heel side with his comeback, and so I I'm kind of okay with him having that and and having a little bit of a heel run until you could have that unification match. So I'm gonna have to pick Punk on this one because that to me is the more interesting storyline than having Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm get it I, I mean he doesn't need it because you you think about it as well right cm punk won the belt and then had the scrum and then was uh suspended for a while and still had the belt so yeah also have to mention that there are rumblings on the underground that CM Punk and Jack Perry had a little bit of an altercation after the FTW Championship right before the first match on the real card. Mm. Tony Khan was asked about it in the media uh, scrum afterward. Here we can't hear you. What? You've muted. I think Google censored you. Mm. And now I think you've muted yourself. I was starting to say facts about the show. And what happened? CM Punk, Jack Perry altercation allegedly right before the first match on the real card. And then, like I was saying, Tony Khan uh, referencing it in the media scrum at the uh, end you know, of the show. But uh, he was going to look into it, and then they were going to get to the bottom of it. 
So no information as of this live show that we're doing. So here we go. It's CM Punk, Samoa Joe. <clears throat> now, uh, Punk ended up faking a flying attack, coaxed Joe into the patented walkaway spot. Then Punk surprised Joe with a flying hurricane rana. You watch a man the size of Samoa Joe flying in a hurricane rana. It's it's entertaining. Uh, the slingshot plancha to the outside. Then Joe comically walked away as uh, Punk fell down. Uh, basically... Samoa Joe started going after CM Punk, trying to beat the bejesus out of him. Ended up throwing him into the front of the commentary desk. Broke the cardboard design that they had on the front of it. And it busted Punk open. He was bleeding all over the place. Uh, as they continued going, they mixed some homages in there to Hulk Hogan. And to Terry Funk. Uh, I don't know if they knew that, but Hulk Hogan's still alive. Uh, <laughs> then Punk started getting the upper hand and uh, put his hands on the turnbuckles to prevent a muscle buster and then countered with the avalanche Pepsi plunge. It, it's a pretty hard-looking maneuver because... You know, it looks like it's going to snap your neck in half. Kind of snapping your fingers, snapping your neck type of thing. But what happened, uh, CM Punk got Samojo up there, and then it uses the guy's gravity as part of the move. So, got that. CM Punk over the top. One, two, and three. There's the pinfall victory for the finale. Got a smile from uh, Rude Boy. Out of that, so thanks. Uh, it was pretty good. Entertaining back and forth. The crowd, you know, was uh, cheering. A very energetic crowd, so I'm happy to see the 80,000-plus crowd really making a lot of noise and getting into it, you know. Uh, Samoa Joe's still the Ring of Honor television champion. So he still has that to uh, fall back on, still has momentum. Uh, Punk still getting some momentum and, you know, missed out on a GTS in this match. But last week, CM Punk came running in uh, as uh, Samoa Joe's opponent. He was the the Golden Phoenix, I think, just a full cheap gold lucha libre suit and uh he beat up samoa joe so that was funny that was actually uh an homage uh to los quistadores mm. which was a gimmick done by edge and christian where they dressed up both like that and won the uh world take team titles mm. at one point and then to reveal that they were edge and christian because you know it's one of those like Hey, here's two guys dressed in gold against our champs. Clearly, this is going to be a squash match. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was a surprise. So, yeah, a little bit of homage to that, and I think it was done a little bit also because there's all the rumors about Edge 
being done, mm-hmm. at least with WWE. So, yep, because his uh, contract is up. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised that there wasn't a GTS uh, on this because I think that's a. I mean, it's Joe is kind of a heavy lift. So yeah. <clears throat> and you know, there's a little bit of the controversy about the fact that uh, Punk stole his finishing move from Kenta. So it's one of those where, I don't know, it might be okay for him to develop a new finisher. No. GTS. <laughs> well, let's see. So something to think about, right? Because there's the real world champion chip, and then there's the AEW world championship. So how do we, how do we solve that? You know what I mean? Because this I match mean, if, was like a grudge match. Yeah, eventually it's going to be a unification match. At some point, you're going to have, like, in you know, either Punk versus MJF or Punk versus Adam Cole, depending on how that last match goes. Um, or you hold on to that for a while, depending on how long you want to build it. But eventually you're going to have that match and, and unify it to have a single champion. Or you just keep it, and it's part of this whole brand split situation. Yeah, they could change the belt a little bit and make something different. I don't know. Anyway, there's that. All right, next on the card, we have the six-man tag team match. This is 20 minutes, 30 seconds long, and features Kenosuke Takeshita. And Bullet Club Gold, which features Juice Robinson, Jay White, Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, and Don Callis. Versus the Golden Elite of Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page. I chose Bullet Club Gold et al. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to take the Golden Elite. Mm. Our first disagreement of the night. Wow. And I am just honestly picking okay. something. So again, 20 right. minutes, 30 seconds long. I'm going to make this uh, kind of quick. So the guns were ringside as extras. I guess you could say Don Callis joined commentary. Uh, Kenny Omega was doing a bunch of knee strikes, going back and forth to everybody, blasting everybody with the uh, knee and was doing kind of the BTE trigger type stuff. And then Takeshita swooped in from behind, blasted him, rolled him up for the victory. One, two, three. Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Kenosuke Takeshita pick up the win over the Golden Elite. How's that for a uh, quick roundup? Somebody get a drink! <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what the rude boy mm-hmm. says. I'm drinking anyway. So, to add to the match, there were a lot of moves. There was a lot of good execution on those moves. There were signature spots. They worked in teases to try and 
hooked the crowd in with that anticipation. Uh, Kenny Omega and Takeshita had the, a showdown because they're kind of pushing those two to have a showdown. Don Callis has Takeshita as the the new Kenny Omega. Um, you know, I guess bragging rights to keep the Don Callis feud going. It was a clean finish as well, so no shenanigans. Even though the guns were ringside, Rude Boy would be happy for that one. No extracurricular activities. Yeah. So, anyway, man, we were first shot of the night. Rude Boy is already saying that. Uh, I mean, he's not saying this yet, but uh, he's about 12 shots in front of you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to win. <laughs> <laughs> so is he. <laughs> uh, all right. Whew. Next up on the card, a match that's 21 minutes, 45 seconds long, and it's for your AEW World Tag Team Championships. That's right, the champions FTR versus the Young Bucks. I'm going to let you go out on uh, a limb and guess who I picked. I, I'm going to guess you picked the same team that I picked, which would be FTR, the greatest tag team in wrestling currently. <laughs> yeah. So there is some of that in there about uh, who will be the best tag team, who is the best tag team. And uh, this is the third in their series of matches. Also, interestingly enough, Cash Wheeler last weekend involved in uh, an altercation in Florida uh, involving a road rage incident, and he apparently... Waved a gun at somebody else. Did, uh, did you hear about this, sir, Jaco? Uh, I, I, I had not, but <laughs> I'm kind of curious how if he uh, how if he did that, how he got over to England. I mean, seems like that would be something to keep you in jail. Normally, it would. Yeah. Let's see. Ah, I did send it to you. It was hmm. on the 18th, so just. Nine days away. Here's what happened. The 36-year-old is facing one count of aggravated assault with a firearm. Uh, let's see. AEW star had a hearing at 1 o'clock uh, on that day. Wheeler was booked into circuit court based on county records. Wheeler's pled not guilty to the charge, which is considered a third-degree felony in Florida. The warrant for his arrest was filed on July 28th when he was booked into court. That is punishable by up to five years in prison, $5,000 fine, and or probation. Uh, AEW has been made aware of the charge, and they are closely monitoring the situation. He's fully cooperating with local authorities on that. 
<laughs> and there are at this time, <laughs> as Rude Boy says, another Florida guy incident. Uh, at this time, there are no additional details on what that was, like what actually happened and why he was booked, taken into custody, all that good stuff. But we shall find out. And other people were bringing that up, too, that, you know, he's going over to England somehow. Well, you know, you know where the guy is going to be, right? <laughs> so, yeah. And you probably did send that to me, Gitter. I probably just didn't scroll, like, because sometimes you send me enough things, and I'm like, I might have only read, like, the first one and not realized that there was a second thing, like, before it. Mm-hmm. There you go, rude boy. Howard is uh, selectively reading my content. No, it's just that sometimes I get a lot of content from you, and by the time like I get around to actually looking at it, I might not realize like, mm-hmm. oh, there were four messages instead of three. I, oh. I'm sorry. It's all important. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, note to self, <laughs> immediately read everything from Kidder. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. All right, well, here we go, both of us choosing FTR. It's about legacy as the best tag team in history of time and the universe. They were going back, back and forth. And you know me with... Uh, the elite slash the young bucks yeah. but classic moves here ftr hits a spike pile driver the bucks end up doing that later back the first near fall came when dax hardwood dodged a bte trigger and the bucks collided knees cash wheeler speared nick jackson off the apron Matt Jackson was alone, and FTR treated him to a BTE trigger and then hit him with the shatter machine, and Matt kicked out on the cover of that. There's lots of stuff in this, and, of course, we're just skimming through this because there's a lot of big-time moves that happened, and uh, Lazy Goalie has to say that uh, there's thousands of Florida guy things in Google searches, so it just blends in. So it's understandable why you might have missed a couple there, Jake. So Bucks had their moment for a near fall when Harwood turned around into the shatter machine, which left Wheeler alone, got blasted by a BTE trigger. Wheeler kicked out. Finish came when the Bucks and Wheeler had their head Wheeler in their sights for the Meltzer driver. Harwood Burst in to prevent the move, then FTR struck with the shatter machine and a one, two, and three after almost 22 minutes in a huge match. FTR retains in an, another instant classic for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It's good stuff. Huge match. Um,. <clears throat> it it kind of got ridiculous to the point, you know, where they're kicking out of uh, the huge moves for to finish everything with. You know, you got that video game finish feel to it. But 
very, very, very cool. Um, commentators were also wondering if anybody had ever kicked out of the Shatter Machine. Don't know if anybody has, but <clears throat> there's a lot of ridiculous things there with all of the finishers, you know. It's kind of like the, as we referenced before, in the Fiend match where you have 33 finishers and he just gets back up right away. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah, that is kind of the thing with any Young Bucks match is, like, the finishers don't really matter and they almost have, like, too many signature moves. Mm-hmm. Which always makes me wonder, like, how if you were doing, like, create a wrestler, how you would do that? Because you're usually limited to, like, a signature move and a finisher. Like, Well, but remember, they are the elite, and not only are they elite, but they are producers, executive producers in the company. And so they can kick out of anything. No, clearly not anything, because they lost this match. As scripted. <laughs> After the match, FTR offered him a handshake, and the uh, Bucks just uh, left him hanging and got out of the ring. And so, who knows? Maybe they're just the passive-aggressive shitheads that they normally are. All right, what's next? (laughs) Uh, All right, we're on trend for a 21-minute, 30-second match, and the next one is... The Stadium Stampede Match. This is a cluster. It's Orange Cassidy, the best friends. Penta. uh, El Zero Biero. And Eddie Kingston versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Mike Santana and Ortiz. Yes, Santana and Ortiz have returned. I picked Orange Cassidy and company. Good pick. Good pick. Um, I'm going to go with the Blackpool Combat Club and crew. Um, mostly because I'm a point behind and I'm not going to get that point back if I don't ever disagree with you. And <laughs> also, Kidder, so far, you're five for five. If anybody you know else is keeping score at home, Kidder has yet to miss one. So, sorry, I don't have the the things up here. We don't have that technology yet. Rude boy, I need you to update the score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's it like this, but it's kind of blinding white. So, sure, that doesn't really help. Perfect. Just like the yeah, it's not too bad tonight. Got a little sunburn, so toning down the burn. All right, so here we go. As I mentioned, absolute insanity because this uh, stadium is huge. There's uh, 81,000 people there, so they're all over the place. They went split screen, and it wasn't enough. I wish they would have had four cameras and had them a quad screen because then I could have watched what was happening. So that bothered me that you missed pieces because 
they're switching back and forth because something over, over here is happening at the same time something's happening over there and it's all over. So here we go. It was wicked hardcore. Again, uh, hard to focus. And uh, Rude Boy says it's a full count heading into OT in the tire break sudden death set. <laughs> so everybody is uh, pulling everything out in the show. Now, tables were busted. What else was? Uh, uh, I think kendo sticks were used. They they had a a, a bag of tricks. Uh, Orange Cassidy at one point wrapped duct tape around his hand, the sticky side out, and dipped it in a bucket of broken glass. So then he could orange punch people with with the broken glass. Um, they were up on the like upper bowl and were going through some bar and Eddie Kingston had a, a beer bottle or something bashed across his head. Um, there, there was a barbed wire chair that Eddie Kingston brought to beat up Claudio Castagnoli. Um, uh, what else do we have? Uh, the tables, as I mentioned, uh, the funny thing about it, <clears throat> so Trent Beretta's mom, Sue, drove the minivan in so Orange Cassidy could get out of it on, uh, what was that, Dynamite a couple weeks ago, or was it Collision? Anyway, it, it was a repeat of that. Sue ended up driving a British minivan out handed Trent Beretta a cookie treat tray with some brownies and cookies on it, and then they smashed uh, smashed the uh, tray over uh, Claudio and Wheeler's heads. And, of course, the first thing I said, where are the cookie gnomes? Because it was a la NDWF, and I texted Mike right away that AEW is again ripping off NDWF with the chairs, i.e. the cookie sheets. Well, some bitches are loud, too. Uh, lazy goalie gave him the full English breakfast platter. Yeah, basically. Basically. They were on the concourse. They, they went all over the place. Uh, there was blood everywhere. Uh, at one point, Moxley reached in the bag, pulled out a bunch of acupuncture punctures, whatever you want to call them, needles. You want to call them needles, Jake? Needles. Yeah, needles. Needles is a good word for it. So, uh, Moxley was going to take them, and uh, he took one out specifically and had the others here, and he was going to try and bash it into. Uh, Penta's head, but uh, Orange Cassidy helped to counter that and grabbed the whole thing of him and smashed him into uh, Moxley's head and then started smashing him on top. So they were getting, getting into, into, uh, 
into his head, and then he let go, and they were all just hanging there. <laughs> yeah. As a guy who doesn't like needles, this is uh, this is almost too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, hey, do you have your phone? Do, do I have my phone? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I do. You should do not send me a photo of this. <laughs> it's Stop. Already, it's already there. <laughs> Note self, skip the next message from Kidder. <laughs> the good thing is it doesn't really look like needles, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there. Uh, let's see. Um yeah, the those skewers, that was that was crazy. Oh, and the fork. Uh Moxley took the fork and scraped Orange Cassidy's head open. So he was bleeding all over the place and then Wheeler Yuta got a hold of the fork and started uh, doing the same thing again, hitting his, his face. Um, let's see. Eddie Kingston was going nuts. Lots of, again, blood. <laughs> uh, Claudio ended up putting Orange Cassidy into the, uh, we can't call it the Cesaro swing, so it was just the just the swing and made it uh, 21, 22 times circulations there. So um, aside from that, we uh, orange Cassidy ended up hitting the uh, orange punch and the one, two, three picked up the victory there. So OC best friends and Eddie and Penta El Zero Miero get a win over the rest of them by pinfall after 21 minutes, 30 seconds. It was, it was all over the place. It, it sounds that way. And it sounds like there were parts of this that I would not have enjoyed. Um, <laughs> and like having to take a second shot of this. So, Cheers, Kidder, to, to now you're six for six. I'd almost accuse you of cheating, but you, you know, texted me your predictions. So <laughs> I know. Unless you're a time traveler, uh, you, you're doing pretty amazing. Cheers. Rude Boy says, You won't, mate. Yeah, very, ah. very London. Yeah. Have you finished and you've now um, continued to survive for our, our next match? Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'm out, but. I, I mean, you're the one doing all I, the talking, so. <clears throat> yeah. I have the, the non-alcoholic Bismarck's uh, water, so. also want to mention, if you want to get uh, one of these classy stickers beer blues and bs help support the show you can do that at beerbluesbs.com click on merch or or you can go to streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs slash merch streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs it's in the chat and you can help support the show subscribe do the things there really appreciate that and uh, Rude Boy says, sent him into next Tuesday, isn't it? 
He's getting all British over there. Okay. Next is the Fatal 4-Way for the AEW Women's World Championship. This featuring Hikaru Shida, your AEW Women's World Champion, versus Soraya, versus Tony Storm, versus Dr. Brick Baker, DMD. I pick Soraya. Uh, um, just, just as a an extra piece of info, Hikaru Shida has had the title for 26 days. Huh. I will, uh, I'll stick with the champ then. Take like a Okay. This match, eight minutes, 50 seconds, five zero. <clears throat> okay, here we go. So, the Outcasts, they, again, if you don't recall, because I know you don't know much uh, slash really follow AEW, uh, the Outcasts include Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho. Green and black, they spray paint people a la NWO. So two of the four in this match are from a stable. Okay. So it didn't take long before Tony Storm and Soraya start arguing over who deserved the championship, right? Uh, <clears throat> their friendship kind of blew up when S Tony Storm accidentally smashed Soraya's mom in the face because Soraya's family entered the arena with her. Also, to mention that uh, Soraya entered to Queen's We Will Rock You instead of her uh, normal music, Zombified, by Motionless and White. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, Storm then became Soraya's primary focus because she was obviously mad that, you know... Her mom got hit in the face. Uh, became an actual fatal four-way match after that. Now, Soraya and Tony Storm were going after each other, and Ruby Soho came out, tried to keep the peace, but Tony Storm punched her in the face. She went rolling out and went off to the back. So in the end, we're, we've now fast-forwarded to the end of the match. Britt Baker is going for the lockjaw on Sheeta, but she's trying to get it. Sheeta's moving her face, not you know, not letting her get that hold applied. <clears throat> they are still stuck on one third of the ring. Soraya is uh, kind of behind him and looking to try and interfere. And at this point, Tony Storm enters the ring. With the belt, she's going to try and hit Soraya with the belt. But Soraya had the spray paint. Sprays Tony Storm in the face. The belt drops. Soraya grabs Tony Storm. Hits the inside cradle DDT. Uh, she also hit uh, the 
the I uh, cannot remember what uh, it's called now. Um, her her finisher, one of them. <sighs> I'll remember it at three o'clock in the morning, and then be mad and have to add it into the con com comments there. But if you know it, throw it in the comments because it's something like like the uh, dream machine, whatever. Anyway, Soraya rolls up Tony Storm for the one, two, and three. Your new AEW Women's World Champion is Soraya. Well, <laughs> gonna need a bigger well. bottle. That's uh, that's what I am learning this evening. Uh, I I started off strong and and it's not going well. Ah, so, uh, Kinner, this sounds like there was some uh, real screwy things going on. I have to ask because hmm. it seems like the screwiest finish we've had. Is this the DraftKings screwy finish of the night? No. That I take a drink. Okay. Let's keep an eye out. For, uh, for that, yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. hopefully I start getting some of these right because like, I'm falling behind, man. <clears throat> Seven to four. Yeah. 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 Glad that Howard Blues didn't actually go to sleep because he's part of the show. Uh, I was making a joke because you were trying to figure out the name of her Oh, move and right. so you said that's, dream machine. I went went to sleep. That's what it was. Hmm. I don't know if that's actually her move. That was no. Yeah, I was trying to look it up real quick, and I I could not find it in the you know minute there. So yeah, yeah, no, that was that was my failed attempt at humor. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'll try and do better. Okay. <clears throat> well, next up on the card. A 16-minute match. A coffin match, in fact. Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage with Prince Nana. I choose Darby Allen and Sting! I uh I too want to choose Darby Allen and Sting, but that does not help me in the overall competition. But uh let's see, we've done seven matches so far. We have four left. All right. I can afford to agree with Kidder on this one. I think it's Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting. Okay. So here we go. There's a foggy vignette and a dark alleyway. They announced Joker Sting. Joker Sting has also never lost a match. So, back and forth. There's lots of things happening. It's a coffin match. So, they, of course, have a coffin there. Lots of misses. As in setting people up on the coffin and then they fall off and then the person hits the coffin so the the coffin looked more like 
a cheese curd than a coffin. Lazy goalie uh, being DeJoka. He's got the uh, the little icon joker there, too. So he's being funny. Uh, back and forth, weapons involved, <clears throat> attempt to put through the announce desk and uh, Swerve got put into the coffin and he was trying to obviously not let the coffin close so his hands in the way. He had his uh, leg out at one point and <clears throat> they're putting pressure on it, but uh, basically it just prolonged it. Uh, and then uh, Darby Allen did a coffin drop on top of the coffin <laughs> uh, onto Swerve's spine. They hit it open there. And then... Hmm. Don't drink in math. Okay. Uh, thanks, Howard. Hashtag not the real Howard Blues. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> so they shut the lid and Swerve stuck inside, and that was the official end. Meaning your winners of the coffin match, Darby, Allen, and Sting. Sting took some pretty big hits in the middle of this and... Uh, on top of it, you know, he's 64. Like, calm down, Sting. I don't think you have anything else to prove. Uh, I thought at a couple points that Darby Allen broke his back because he had landed on the apron of the ring at one point, landed on top of the, uh, the coffin at one point. Uh, I mean, the only... The only grace, yeah, Howard Blues seems suspect. That's I agree. Uh, the only the only thing I would say in his favor is that he lands on his entire back. So when he becomes paralyzed, it'll be because his whole back was shattered instead of just you know a vertebrae or two. But it was pretty crazy. Um. I don't like the mogul affiliates. They they just seem like a bad gang to me. Uh, Luchasaurus was out there to try and save Christian as well. And uh, Nick Wayne, another uh, new up-and-comer, came out and hit Luchasaurus with a skateboard at one point, but he no-sold it and then choke-slammed Wayne onto the skateboard. And carried him to the back. Uh, that also looked like it really hurt. And I'm wondering who's in charge of spinal health at AEW. Because if they have some really good like rehab. <clears throat> I uh, think that I need to talk to him. Because my back hurts a lot too. For no good reason. Asking for a friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tizer settled with both at taking shots of Jepson's Malore. Okay. Well, I guess Rude Boy wins this round. <laughs> uh, thoughts on uh, on that? 
Okay. <clears throat> it may have been the schnapps. Uh, I didn't hear who actually won, Kidder. Darby Allen and Sting! Hmm. Uh, you know, this seemed like an easily predictable match, and while I'm sure there were some crazy spots in it, I, I think it has a hard time following up that stadium stampede, you know? That match sounds like that was so crazy and chaotic that this just doesn't sound as intense. I'm sure you got to see more of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit better, but it, it just, I don't know, it seems less impressive in mm -hmm. that sense. It's that flows so i'm sure it was a fantastic match i'm sure it really fits in the place it just from your description i i don't know why this is where it is on the card and maybe you would have flipped this in the stadium stampede mm -hmm. but that's armchair howard who didn't actually watch the show <laughs> doesn't um, have to produce it <laughs> yeah exactly the interesting piece about this is yeah it's basically another hardcore match after a hardcore match <clears throat> and uh, I mean it wasn't directly after it there was a match in between but the stadium stampede match was a huge match and the first time that they've held the stadium stampede with an audience so there's those pieces for you yeah all right next on the card will Osprey Versus Chris Jericho. I picked the Ocho Chris Jericho. This match was 14 minutes, 55 seconds long. Well, and uh, I'm not just saying this because I, I need to start piling up a comeback or I truly lost this, uh, but I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. The guy's been killing it in New Japan. You know, I think it does more for him to beat Jericho than Jericho to beat Osprey. All right. So I, I will also tell the fans, I, I like the metagame here that I got going where, like, I say my prediction. I'm trying to watch Kidder's reaction, figure out if I need to pour a shot or not. <laughs> Just pour one anyway. It's for rude boy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, first, Jericho makes his entrance, and Fozzie is live on top of the Titantron. So they perform Judas live. It's good. And then uh, Osprey made his entrance, came out, did his Osprey thing. So... Lots of stuff back and forth, including Jericho getting Osprey in the walls of Jericho. Don Callis was there. I forgot to mention that Don Callis was uh, accompanying Will Osprey to the ring and Sammy Guevara accompanying Chris Jericho, even though the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society has left uh, Jericho. They are no longer at this point appreciating Chris Jericho. Okay, <clears throat> so as Don Callis came up to the apron, Sammy Guevara took advantage, hit Osprey with the baseball bat that he was carrying. Osprey ended up getting out of the submission, 
Later, Jericho used a sneaky mule kick to set up the Judas effect, but Osprey kicked out on uh, when he got covered. Hey, thank you. Yes. Uh, hey, yo, maybe, maybe that was. We're getting, we're getting some more comments. So thanks for, thanks for joining us. Got a comment on the YouTube. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. I said it three times, but. Maybe that's good. So, uh, Osprey ended up rallying, unloaded a huge finisher, a couple different finishers, executed a hidden blade, and a stormbreaker got Jericho rolled up for the one, two, and three. So, wins this one. Kind of weird because Osprey being, you know, the hometown hero, he's booked like a, uh, a baby face. You got Seamus from Belfast, Ireland watching. Thanks for joining us on the YouTube. Hashtag please subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> on top of it, uh, he has been a heel the entire time he's been with AEW. And during the match, Jericho was wrestling as a heel. So it was kind of backwards in that sense. Uh, Osprey had a lot of good moves. Jericho did the classics, put on a good show. And after the match was done, Osprey left. Sammy Guevara tried to console Chris Jericho, but Jericho shoved Sammy and then exited alone. So we'll see what happens and uh, if Le Champion or the Ocho or Chris Jericho Appreciation Society continues. All right, final thoughts on that. Howard Blues, Jaco, happy you don't have to take a drink. I, I too am happy that I don't have to take a drink. And uh, get it, this is the first uh, prediction you've missed this evening. So you finally missed one and my comeback has started. And match number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seamus, appreciate you joining us from Belfast. And uh, thanks for stumbling across the show. That's uh, what most people do. And then they turn it off because, well, they think that they stumbled in something else. So <laughs> uh, please subscribe. Please like. That'd be, that'd be great. Oh, Ryan needs uh, more seals to chase. All right. Closing thoughts as we move on to the second to last match of the evening. Uh, I mean, this sounds like it was an okay match. And uh, that's really all I got at this point. Um, what are you, buzzed? Well, a little bit, actually. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Just just, just a wee bit. Got to take Rude Boy's game of <clears throat> or, uh, lessons in how to not get buzzed when doing a... Sure. Uh, a drinking competition. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll sign up for that class um, and such. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, I don't know about tomorrow. Uh, Maybe not tomorrow. Uh, you, know, you hear that, rude boy? He doesn't want to sign up for your class. He doesn't believe say, in the system. I just just don't know about tomorrow, man. Uh, tomorrow could be busy. Uh, you know, it's only Monday. Whatever. It happens. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough Monday. <clears throat> All right. So the next match is for the AEW World Trios Championship. 
your uh your champions hey thanks for the uh the like sub and the laughs appreciate you seamus uh your trio's champions are the house of black and of course with the trio's championship matches the house rules have bunch of different things but they allow the challenger to change and have uh add the stipulation so the acclaimed are challenging house of black their stipulation no holds barred i choose the acclaimed mm. Mm. Well, again, need to make a comeback. Uh, but I would have chosen these guys anyway because I'm not on the acclaimed bandwagon, Kidder. It's going to be House of Black for Howard Blues. Huh? Huh? No. no. Huh? Uh, not happening. Scissor me, Howard? <laughs> no. Rude boy? Anybody? Seamus? Okay. <laughs> Just... I'm just hoping here. Okay. This match was uh, 10 minutes, 50 seconds, 5-0. This also featured the return of Billy Gunn, uh, which is why it's a trios match, because you have to have three people for a trio, even though the House of Black technically have four because Julia Hart is there, but she doesn't wrestle with the... Any, yeah, anyway. Uh a month ago, Billy Gunn was in a trios match against House of Black with the acclaimed. They lost. Uh, Billy Gunn felt that he was the reason why they lost and were losing, and so he hung it up. He put left his boots in the ring. House of Black get got a hold of the the boots, threw them in a trash compactor, and destroyed them. Uh, Rude Boy apparently doesn't want a scissor either so i'm disappointed uh so that's why badass billy gunn made his return with the acclaimed for tonight so here we go no holds barred julia hart ends up getting involved uh because billy gunn's going for a dive but she stepped in the way the acclaimed grabbed her threw her down and then ended up giving her the shiver me timbers. It's the closest uh, Anthony Bowens has gotten to a woman like that in a while. Uh, later, <clears throat> uh, each of the challengers hit a fame asser for the triple fame asser on Buddy Matthews. Hart ended up pulling the official out of the ring before the three count could be called. The acclaim kept fighting, trying to get this whole thing figured out. Well, they ended up hitting a mic drop combo, but they couldn't beat Brody King because, well, he's big, bad, and huge. Billy added a fame asser, and the acclaim hit a second mic drop on him, and then all three piled on top of Brody King for the one, two, and three. The finish and new AEW World Trios champions, the acclaimed and badass daddy ass, 
So there's that. House of Black came into the ring. They looked like they were going to be pissed and beat the crap out of them, but they handed over the titles in an honorable fashion. And, of course, since it's in England, it has a OU in the uh, middle of honorable. And just like that, Howard's comeback has been squashed. Cheers. So, they also celebrated by getting the biggest scissor party on earth with over the, you know, 81,000 fans in attendance getting the scissors rolling. Hmm. We have uh we we have still yet to really have the uh DraftKings screwy finish of the night kidder. Yeah. At uh yeah. Really makes me wonder about this main event. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready? Uh, I could listen. I could do the transition and say, you know, there's been enough talk. And well, it's <laughs> time for the main event. I'd, I'd hate to take that from you. So, ah, lazy you gold so is pulling for your comeback. Yeah. Well. Maybe I'll pull the goalie and, uh, you know, in the last minute, something will happen. Where are you pulling them to? I, that's nice. That was just a hockey joke. That's the best I can do. <laughs> ten, ten beats of the Beldrum, maybe. <clears throat> or a vintage. That's what you need. All right. So it is time for the main event. It is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, your AEW world champion. With the triple B. Stole it from us, clearly. Versus Adam Cole, baby. All right. Uh, This one, I was thinking along the lines of some kind of additional screwy finish because Adam Cole has some friends and they've been trying to tell him that MJF isn't his real friend and, you know, that sort of thing, right? So I was thinking there'd be some kind of interference and therefore Adam Cole would get the victory by DQ, count out, whatever, some other stipulation. Basically, Adam Cole would get the victory. MJF would retain the championship. There's my thoughts. Ha. That's uh, that's some complicated predictions. Um, so you're going with MJF victory, or no, Adam Cole victory, MJF retains title. Ah, uh, well, okay. So since you're going Adam Cole, <laughs> I know this doesn't uh, let me win, but I'll take MJF hmm. to retain to try and at least shorten your lead. So MJF entered on the devil throne and had the devil mask and whatnot and uh had that whole entrance so it's kind of fun to see you know it's a little different right start off the match with a classic wrestling uh, portion of the match this was also 29 minutes exactly so mjf offered a handshake but then poked adam cole in the eye the, the classic eye rake mjf couldn't help himself Started laughing with the crowd. Cole, then at a different viewpoint, started amping it up the rest of the way. 
Now, Cole began to bend the rules a little bit, didn't hold back. They were both yelling and, uh, you know, physically assaulting each other. Cole ripped off MJF's tag team shirt because they were, of course, both wearing the Better Than You Bay shirts, and uh, MJF got pissed. Match played out, both Penn taking some extreme measures to win, but MJF couldn't pull the trigger on his best friend. He pulled out the dynamite diamond ring, was going to use it, asked the crowd yes, no, and then put it away. He couldn't do it. So at this point, Cole went after him. MJF set up a pile driver in the commentary, but ended up bailing out. Cole did not hesitate, though, and hit the pile driver on the commentary table. Kept going along where MJF and Cole hit a double clothesline on each other because, you know, that's their thing as the tag team. Double clothesline! So they went running past each other, past each other, running the ropes, and on the third time, smoked each other. Boom! They fell down. <clears throat> And the way they fell, their arms were across each other for the one, two, and three. It was a double pin, a double count. So it was a draw. Mm. So that's, that's there. And now, screwy enough as it is, Cole could not accept it. Demands five more minutes. MJF says, no, you don't. we don't need five minutes. We need to do this as long as it takes to determine a winner. Howard, the ref, is at this point like having an aneurysm or something. I don't know. I'd you know, just wonder how the guys competing get to set the rules. But, you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly, Howard the Ref isn't in there. Bryce Remsburg was. <laughs> and I guess that's why. <clears throat> so, it did not take long as time has now restarted. The match continues before a ref bump. It wasn't just, uh, you know, it was a short bump, and, but... Bryce Rimsberg was like doing the thing. He's all right. Cole gains the upper hand for a suplex on the apron and a Panama sunrise on the floor. And MJF, he MJF kicks out on that cover. And then MJF ends up dodging a Panama sunrise, which Adam Cole grabs Greg Remsburg instead and hits a Panama sunrise on him. Cole laid Remsburg out. He's done. <laughs> Good thing Howard the ref wasn't in the ring. <laughs> yes. MJF goes into the bag of trips. Uh, this is where he really goes for the dynamite diamond ring. And there he's conflicted, puts it away. Uh, here's where Roderick Strong, that's the guy's name I was looking for. He and MJF are buddies, right? But Roderick Strong, is. what do you mean no? He's friends with Adam Cole, isn't he? Adam Cole, yes. Sorry, I said MJF. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I I clearly did not drink enough. I, that's okay. I, I, I've drunk enough for you. Okay. 
So Roderick Strong comes out, ends up hitting a low blow on MJF. Cole willingly takes advantage of it, hits a Panama Sunrise again, lowers the knee pad, hits the uh, boom knee strike. He goes over to MJF, pulls up the leg, starts pinning, you know, getting the crowds one, two, three, etc. Well, Greg Remsburg still obliterated, unconscious. It was well over 10 at this point, but uh, Remsburg kind of wakes up, comes over, and hits like a one, two, and MJF ends up kicking out. After like a 32 count. <laughs> Strong handed the world title to Cole. So then he could strike MJF. Cole pulled off his own tag team shirt. As a symbolic act there. But uh, could not pull the trigger to hit MJF with the belt. Strong was pissed. Left the ring. In the confusion as... Adam Cole is like, no, don't go, man. Uh, I need you to stay out here. MJF grabs Adam Cole, rolls him up in a small package for a one, two, and three. Winning is MJF, officially. And that, everybody, as I, uh, let's see. I got to find the right thing here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to find the thing. Let me make sure. Hold on, Jaco. I'm trying to find the right thing. Here it is. Here we go. It is the DraftKings screw finish of the night. That one's for you too, rude boy. Because <laughs> I know you love that graphic. <laughs> uh, that was the the screw finish of of the night. Cash only. Uh, good thing we got Rude Boy on there. Hold! Hold! Yeah. Yeah, uh, that sounded very much like it, it was a great candidate for the screwy finish of the night. And uh, uh, get her with that. Yep. Uh, our final scores for the evening it would be uh, myself in second place Two. Uh, with seven. Oh, sorry. I and, should be doing it like this with a two. Yeah. Uh, huh? Anyway. Huh? Uh, a seven huh? uh, for myself. And uh, <laughs> no. Huh? Uh, Kidder wins the night uh, with nine. And as is also tradition, when I lose this, I take a penalty shot. So congratulations, Kidder. Yay! You uh I mean, an excellent showing on the predictions. And uh, quit, quickly donate something. Uh, we'll get the like uh, sound effects and everything uh, right as Howard takes his drink. If... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, streamlabs.com slash beer blues BS. Anyway, uh, cheers to you, good sir. Cheers to you, Howard. So the show didn't uh, specifically end there after. The uh, match was, uh, you know, done. The drama intensified. 
Uh, of course, Cole was de devastated because he lost. MJF consoled him by replaying the scene when they lost to FTR for the tag titles, except uh, the roles were reversed there because in that match, MJF got the loss for the team. So in this one, MJF is trying to cheer up Cole because, you know, they won the tag titles and Cole ended up throwing the uh, title out of the way because, you know, it's not the one that he wanted or whatever. MJF was mad, yelled at Cole because he was just uh, using him for his phony friendship. Ends up picking up the world title, throwing it at Cole, saying some F-bombs and I don't even want this and threw it at him and uh, Adam Cole was there in the corner as MJF says just hit me with it turns his back to Cole to strike him Cole standing there with the belt of course like he's gonna hit him he drops it MJF turns around to see that he dropped it and they hug it out close the show Thanks for joining us, everybody. Good night from London. Yeah. So, it sounds like it was a pretty decent pay-per-view. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like overall a lot of good matches and not a lot of, like, throwaway stuff, you know. They must have been um, watching our past review shows to learn that we don't want uh, promos and filler and extra stuff to just water the, th the whole show down. Well, and also probably a couple matches shorter than uh, what they've done in the past because we didn't have the TBS title. We didn't have the TNT title defended. And I think that that just – I think cutting just a couple of matches and bringing it down to like 11 versus – what do they normally do? Like 13, 14? Yeah. I, I think that helps as well. I mean, I know we love seeing everybody on the card, but when it gets to be so long, I think it tires out everybody, the audience, you know, and you just lose it before you even get to the main event. So, yep. Uh, also, to mention that I uh, have confirmed. During the 2023 Own Heart Cup Tournament on the July 8th episode of AEW Collision, CM Punk defeated Samoa Joe for the first time in his career. On okay. the August 5th episode, probably the best episode of the year, Samoa Joe recapped the rivalry going back to their time in Ring of Honor when he challenged Punk to a rematch at All In so he could prove that he was better than Punk and gave him one week to answer. Punk did not answer Joe to Joe, who escalated by attacking Punk during his match the following week. And then on August 19th at Collision Fight for the Fallen, a disguised Punk attacked Joe and accepted the challenge, which was made official with Punk's real world championship on the line. All right. All right. Just a clear up that stuff a little bit there cut we miss a little bit of tea time and we britain now thanks rude boy oh well kidder any uh final thoughts from you about the show before we wrap this thing up i really like the graphics 
I really liked all the pyro. Uh, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Sting and Darby Allen made their entrance with Metallica time! Seek and destroy. Yeah! Nice. I was like, what? Yeah, it was good stuff. Metallica! Yeah! And then when they won, it was played again! Yeah! So, Metallica being played at uh, Wembley Stadium. Shoop the whoop is what Rude Boy is saying. <laughs> is that like shoop, shoop the whoop, shoop the whoop? Got some TLC? I, I, I don't know. I don't that, know. That pay-per-view isn't coming up for a while. The next one's Payback, which is... Saturday night, and then Sunday night is all out in Chicago, Illinois, eh? You got something to say? Uh, just that on that uh, kind of soul-crushing news, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while, and uh, I got to get up early and, and drive west. So it's time we wrap this show up with some cheap plugs and because, again, on our wrestling shows, you do the majority of the talking. Uh, this time, mm. a, uh, a Howard Blues, who's <laughs> tried quite a few bits of schnapps, uh, we'll see how well he does with the cheap plugs. So everybody get the popcorn ready uh, as I try to stumble through this. Um, but let's start with the easiest one to start with. You can join us at our home in cyberspace. BeerBluesMBS.com. That's right, BeerBluesBS.com. I put it and in it the first time, so I'm going to say it again so I get it right. BeerBluesBS.com. It's on the screen, not this screen, the other screen. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Don't, 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 don't listen to the words I'm actually saying. Uh, yeah, it's our Hope in Cyberspace. You can find out more about the show. Uh, listen to shows there. We post them there. Uh, you can also get it. From there to our merch store. Yeah, that's right. We do try and sell some merch uh, every once in a while. Good stuff. Some pint glasses, uh, you know, T-shirts, weird shower curtains. I don't know why Kidder is showing me whatever he's showing me. <laughs> that's uh, apparently the shoop to whoop <laughs> for for the Metallica time. That rude boy uh, sent it for clarification. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Okay, so yeah, that's the thing. But anyway, merch store, that's the place to go uh, if you want to get some of our uh, swag. Uh, also, while you are there, you can buy us a beer. Uh, the Mrs. Kidder's Mrs. Uh, donating for all of our drinking this evening, which was mostly me. So thanks. Uh, greatly appreciated. But it is a way that you can also interact with us uh, on the show. So make sure you do that as well hey if you uh don't want to go to all that trouble uh we do have a second merch store because apparently we're corporate and greedy you know it's uh how we go <laughs> i don't know kidder i'm trying to make an interesting joke transition i listen i've been drinking i get excuse uh but we do have a merch store over on Streamlabs as well it's also you can set up donations and such there yeah, so there's that. Hey, if you find us funny and entertaining, uh, you know, we're also on social media. So there's another place you can interact with us. We're on Facebook. 
a great place to see some additional things because every now and then we post additional things uh, on there. Uh, so make sure to go over there, like and follow. Give us the old thumbs up on things as you enjoy them. We appreciate that. Uh, of course, we're also on Instagram because, you know, Kidder thinks we could maybe be popular with the youth, and so he's put us on the gram. Howard is too old to fall for that crap, so <laughs> Howard is not on the gram. But Kidder tries. Howard's posting stuff on the Triple B Instagram. Only because I can do it through the Facebook Business Center. That's the only reason why uh, as part of our normal postings. But yes, you can join us there. If you enjoyed seeing our happy, smiley faces and watching me suffer as I drink all these schnapps shots with every wrong prediction, of course, we're on YouTube. You can find us there. Catch all of our past episodes. We have more wrestling content there. Uh, but we also have our main show, Beer, Blues, and BS, one of the best podcasts where it's just two good brothers sitting down, drinking some brews, and talking about whatever interests us. You haven't checked it out make sure you do but check us out on youtube remember to like subscribe you know give us some more thumbs up hit that notification bell does it do anything i don't know but you know hit it anyway it, it's a button you know people like pushing buttons and hey i know summer's coming to an end but if you still have one last road trip in you and you need some entertainment to go with you we do also put this out on an audio version check whatever source you like to get your audio podcast from and we are there Everything from Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. Heck, we're even on YouTube Podcasts. So Stitcher, uh, others. I mean, really, pick one. You'll find us, and we you can take us with you on the road and uh, enjoy some nice audio sounds, especially as Kitty has gotten us into the whole ASMR thing. It's weird. I, I, I get it, but, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> and with that, I think I've hit most of the major, uh, you know, ones that we do. And uh, with that, uh, I get to say the three things that we end every show with, which is keep your glass at last half, at least half full, unless you're drinking this, uh, you know. One shot at a time is perfectly fine with that. Uh, hey, we will be offering free beer tomorrow. So, you know, catch up with us then. And uh, we will, of course, see you all down that properly Hedge Road English Tuscan Highway. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you join us on the next episode of the Triple B. Where's this button thing? <laughs> Let's push the right thing this time, shall we? Cheerio!